Uh, we're continuing our series called re-entry, just thinking about the fact that although we are excited about the end of COVID and what that means, and we are continuing to pray for the numbers to get better and better in our city, in our state, and around the world, uh, it also brings with us some anxiety because you're using muscles you haven't used in a while, like you're like going to a party and... Like, just I talked about going to Costco. Do I wear a mask or not? I feel more comfortable. Should I? And we're all just having those conversations and those thoughts. And so though we are excited about this, it brings with it some anxiety. And so I just want to let you know, as we did last week, it's okay. It's normal. That's what it's like. It just is what it is, that as you're re-entering things, it's hard. My friend wrote a book called Re-Entry several years ago. He was doing some research um, on the process of, of coming into light. And he found that in parts of Alaska where there's periods of darkness, I thought it got a little quiet. Okay, cool. Um, that's, that's great. Um, but he, was, he found an article that talked about how it's in the periods in Alaska where the light comes back that actually anxiety and depression and suicide rates go up. And that's a little bit maybe surprising. We're more familiar maybe with like uh, seasonal depression and things like that. So we're aware of that. But actually, the stats show that it's harder for people when the light comes back. And that is maybe a little bit surprising until you are going through COVID and you're like trying to experience and you're excited about it and you have somehow, you know, pinned a little bit of your hopes to it. You know, like, oh, once COVID's over, then everything's going to be better. And my friend Josh went to Barrow, Alaska, one of the most northern parts of Alaska, which experiences extreme times of, of darkness and light. And he interviewed many people. Uh, and one conversation that he had with a pastor at this church is like, why does that happen? Do you see this in your church? He said, oh, yeah, definitely. I, I see this and I experience this. When the light comes back, it's hard on people. And the pastor looked to my friend Josh and he said, the thing is, like, when the light comes back, the light exposes things. And you start to think, like, when you're going through COVID and darkness, like, oh, like, it, it's, I'm not going to be lonely anymore, or I'm not going to be this anymore, I'm not going to do that anymore, but the light exposes. And wherever you go, there you are. There was a quote that I, I left out of my villain series that I was going to use, but it really makes sense today. It's from a pastor named Paul Smith. He says this, the greatest villain in your life, the person who has hurt you the most, the person who's cost you, cost you your hopes and dreams, they've cost you money, you forgive them before they even say they're sorry. The villain who hurts you the most is the one you can find in the mirror. And that's true because you bought it, you married her, you voted for him. I mean, it's like you can't just blame everybody else like, and, and you can come from that position, but you have to sometimes realize that the light is exposing things in you and me that we need to come to terms with a bit and wrestle with a bit. And in those moments, like during COVID, which has been hard on different levels for all of us, some of you have experienced it way more difficultly than I have, but during like this time, like we've learned some things. And I hope that you actually apply those things that you've learned. So this time isn't wasted. I was talking with, with Charlie before service a little bit, and he was talking about how like he's just going to wear a mask forever, and he'll be like, it's because of the pandemic of 2020, and he'll one day be like telling his grandkids still wearing a mask uh, about that. And uh, hopefully you have that opportunity to, to share some of the experiences that you've learned to people who hopefully won't have to go through something like this. And we think about 
And generations who have gone before, we call the greatest generation, the one who went through World War II. And I hope that for those of us who have lived through this time, we will apply the things that we've learned during this moment. Because I think we have some assumptions that aren't true about going through things like this. First of all, we think that experience makes you wiser. But that's not true. Experience makes you older. It makes you more tired. It makes you angry. But it doesn't necessarily make you wiser. I always remember my coach used to say, uh, mostly yell at us during baseball practice and say, practice doesn't make perfect, perfect practice does. And he would always say that. So it's like practice with, with intention and like work hard and don't just go through the motions in this thing. Like you have to actually have perfect practice. Another thing that we assume is just because I know better, I'll do better. Not true, right? We, we have some things that we know we, we shouldn't practice or that we need to get out of our lives that doesn't necessarily cause us to improve. I mean, you can look at your own life and again, look at the mirror at times, but one way that you can see, I think, is in um, the prison uh, recidivism rates where people, unfortunately, who get out of prison oftentimes are back in, and there are many complex reasons for that, and there are people who study that and try their best to, to help people because it's really hard to get out of prison, but you would think, like once you get out, like there's no way you're going back, right? Or you've had some time to think and reflect and hopefully improve for the next time. And again, there's a lot of complex reasons for that that I could talk about for a while. But you see people who are walking in the light and they easily can get back into the darkness. You're like, how is that possible? But again, then you live with yourself and you realize that just because you know better doesn't mean you're going to do any better. And finally, something as we walk through these seasons of life that I would call kind of these, these in-between moments that, that are hard, that have lessons for us, we believe time is against me. Like, I'm not getting any younger. Like, I just need to jump back in. And as we are coming out of COVID, it's like, oh, I want to say yes to every party. And I want to do this. And I want to, like, go to that. But some of us need some time to reflect. Maybe do, you know, one thing a week. Ease back into it. Time isn't against you. Take some time to pause and reflect. What is something that, that I learned from this time? Because it's been hard on all of us, but I hope that this difficulty isn't wasted on us. Because I know for me, there's some times in my life that I would say are extremely hard, and I wouldn't wish them on anybody, but I would say those are some of the times when I've learned profound things about God and myself that I need to continue to apply. And I need to continue to go back to over and over again. And one of the things that I love about Scripture is it's so honest. Like, it's not like telling these stories about these people. It's definitely not like something that is like good propaganda for becoming a Christian or becoming a follower of Jesus because the people who are following God often have like extreme difficulty. And I would argue that every character in the Bible has these kind of in the middle, in between type moments where they're trying to make sense of what God is doing in the world. I think of, of Moses who kills an Egyptian and for 40 years, I mean, that's not like an insignificant amount of time, for 40 years, he finds himself just wandering. And he could have like not used that time to grow. He could have used that time to just become bitter and angry and upset, but he uses it, I believe, to become the person that eventually God is going to use. So as you look at the scriptures, as you think about your own life, like praise God, God uses in the middle type moments. 
Praise God that as there's difficult things that happen individually to us or collectively like COVID, there are things that we can learn from this time and apply. So what is that for you? One of my favorite characters in the Bible is is Jacob, who is a little bit of a shady character. He's found in the book of, of Genesis. And if you look at the book of Genesis, it's just amazing how corrupt all the families are. It's like immediately there's crazy family dysfunction that's going on. So if you think your family's messed up, just read Genesis and be like, at least it's not this bad. And so Jacob tricks his brother and ends up getting the blessing from God. And so it's going to be really awkward next time they're all together at the next barbecue. And they're just like, he's on the run. And as he's on the run from something that, that he's done that's definitely a little bit shady, in Genesis chapter 28, we have this moment when he reached a certain place. He stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. And I I love that, that phrasing, when he reached a certain place. The Hebrew translation of that is meh. Like when he, when you just you're kind of in between, you're on the run, you're not sure, your life has just taken this really odd direction. You know, what is it that's going to happen next? What are you going to do? How's this going to look? What's going to happen when he reached a certain place? He's on the way to who really knows, like what's going to happen with his life. He now has all this family dysfunction that he's left behind, that he is a part of, and it's in this certain place, which doesn't even have a name. Just this place that's on the road to somewhere else. It's for me, like I always pity the people of Blythe, California. I don't know if you've ever been through Blythe, but that is a, a place I'm like, man. Yeah, some of you are nodding. It's on the way back from Phoenix. And my goodness, like the people who's like making the footlongs at Subway at Blythe, I'm like, wow, like how did you get here? And I feel, I feel bad because you're, you're just in a town that is like just basically in, in the middle. Like it's, it's just not Phoenix and it's not LA. Like it's just this, this middle type place. That's what this is in the middle of, of nowhere in this certain, uncertain place. And what ends up happening is what, Led Zeppelin would make famous as the stairway to heaven, like, which is a really long song. But um, in, in this, we think of it as this, this stairway to heaven. But actually what's interesting about the passage is it talks about angels descending and ascending. It's actually like a stairway from heaven more than it's a stairway to heaven. That it's this moment where Jacob becomes aware of the holiness of this meh place where he becomes aware in a powerful way that the presence of God is there. I think one of the things that's definitely true of me and true of us is we can sometimes forget just how long and how hard the in the middle type stuff is. It's whenever you're going through a transition for the first time, like it's really, really hard. There's something I did a few years ago. Um, I haven't really told anybody about this, but here's a picture of me. Um, I climbed Mount Everest. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's clearly, clearly not. And I, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't uh, survive for five minutes on the way up Mount Everest. But I think oftentimes, like when it comes to our lives, like we want the picture, but we forget how hard the work is to do it. Like we want, we want the picture standing in front of um, the Eiffel Tower, or we want the, the picture of this, this amazing food, but it took like an hour to wait for, or, you know, whatever it happens to be. There's always moments, like when you're on trips, when you're doing these things that are hard. Like as much as we're all looking forward to traveling a little bit more, like traveling's hard. One of our times where we weren't allowed to get on a plane, we were coming home and we weren't allowed to get on a plane, which was right there and it hadn't even left yet, but they had a rule about you couldn't like get on and it was 29 minutes until the flight was supposed to leave and um, it, you have to get on before 30 minutes. And we were traveling with two kids back from Europe and I kicked a pole because like, I was very frustrated. And uh, I, that, luckily that got out of my system and I didn't break a toe. But I remember like, there's, there's these moments in, in these in-between, you're, you're going to a place and we just forget how hard it is. We just want the picture. But oftentimes it's these moments in the middle that if we're aware of it, I mean, he's sleeping on a rock. And all of a sudden, he's just aware of not a stairway to heaven, but this stairway from heaven that God is is intersecting his life in a powerful way in this in-between time. And for all of us, COVID was an in-between time. Maybe it Stop some of your hopes and dreams. Perhaps you lost work. Perhaps you lost somebody and and you're you're grieving. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. But as you've gone through this difficult time, may you know that there is a stairway from heaven, even in this space. That this is the story of scripture. That God is with you in these in-between times as you're going from like a dysfunctional thing, perhaps, that you caused. As you're going to who even knows where you're going to end up. That all of a sudden, in Blythe. God is there. When Jacob is aware of this, Genesis 28 says this, Jacob awoke from his sleep and he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't aware of it. My friend Josh, in his book on reentry, he, he said this, It is the first mention of the house of God in the Bible, and it wasn't in a building. It was in the in-between, the unknown, and in a transition. May we all know and realize that in those times when we have more questions than answers, and we've just left this one thing and we're going to this other thing, may we know that we can find God even there. That we can find God even in our brokenness and our shame. And may we know that we can learn. It isn't just experience that's going to make it better next time. That we can learn from our own mistakes. We can learn from some of the pain that we've experienced. We can learn from those things and live with a greater sense of God's purpose. Because of what we learn during the in-between times. I love how the book of Romans says this. Paul says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also 
called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And this is Paul writing this. And he says, like, all of this stuff God can use for glory. This is Paul, who's one of the great missionaries of early Christianity, who at the beginning of his interactions with Christians is less than charitable, who's going to try and persecute them. And he says to this church, God can use all this stuff. I imagine early Christians feel, feel really weird around Paul as they're first getting to know him because of his past and because of what he's dealt with. But Paul is saying there's, there's a freedom in even like people knowing my stuff and my brokenness and what's hard and all of that stuff. God can use all of it. God doesn't waste anything. God can use even this thing that you all know about me that's a little awkward, but I'm just going to own it and walk in anyway. Because I know that God can work even in that for me to do greater and deeper ministry. I think of a, a TED Talk I saw uh, several years ago uh, with Monica Lewinsky. And I would recommend checking it out. It's an interesting TED Talk. And she said there was a moment when she realized that the whole world knew the worst thing about her. And just imagine that. Imagine if like everyone in the world, just as you like walked up to them, they just already knew the worst thing about you. And she said she struggled with that for a long time until she realized there's great freedom in it. Because at some point, if everybody knows, there's a little bit of freedom there. I think that's like for Paul, like everybody knows like what I've already done. And I'm just going to say that God can redeem even this. God can redeem my past and bring me forward to a greater future because God uses these in-between spaces. And so I would just ask, what did you learn from COVID? And as you re-enter in some more normal life, may you not waste this time. Because God can use it to grow you in profound ways. God can use all things. So I'd like us to just take, take a moment um, and take about 30 seconds and just be silent. And I'll, I'll pray for us as we think for just a minute about perhaps something that we've learned. God, as we think about this last year, it's been difficult. But may we recognize something that we've learned. May we recognize that just because we experience it, it doesn't mean that we're any wiser. But Father, just speak to us even, even right now. Help us to think about something that we have learned during this time. God, may we remember the stories of Scripture like Jacob who suddenly just says, well, you were here and I didn't even know. 
May we continue to think about the, the thing or the things perhaps that we learned during COVID and help us to be formed more and more into the image of your son. Help us as we continue to have moments where we mess up our families, where we break ourselves, when we do things that that we shouldn't. Help us to know that you can continue to redeem those things. And you can use all things for your good. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen.